Welcome. This is the 5 o'clock hour for the Young and Old Show. And I can't really say that it's the 510 hour because it's 510 right now. I'm here with an old guy. He's 20 years older than me. He's 30 and I'm 52. Are you 30 or are you more than 30? 32. 32 years old. So in the Young and Old Show... I play young, he plays old, he acts like he's divorced, I act like I've never been married. And he got a big smile on his face because like a true spoken liberal, a lot of what they believe is true is not. That's Ronald Reagan. What do you, what do you want to tell me today that isn't so damn embarrassing about the left? As, they're, as, as Twitter is busting them for all their lies and their ridiculous behavior... Oh, I got him thinking. What's up? I actually wanted to ask you, because um, I feel like it's really interesting to have a left and a right show in this day and age, but I'm also kind of interested. Remember Crossfire on CNN? That was a, that was a that, show Jon Stewart ended. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering, how do you differ from the, the public consensus of right-wing talking points or what usual right-wing thinkers have? And I would tell you how I differentiate, because I've I grew up kind of in a very conservative household. Who I still love my family; we get perfectly well along. But I, I notice when I hang around other left wingers, um, I feel like you're not as left. Not as I'm up left, but I come to left wing positions from a right wing value set. Meaning the right wing failed, therefore the left wing version would have been better. Yeah, like a little bit. I feel very much when I like see a lot of sort of talking points for family values. I I, I do think a two-parent household is ideal for raising any kid. So why did the left support no-fault divorce in 1970 called the Family Act of California, where it started all of our problems? So much so that Governor Reagan, who passed it into law... Admitted later in his life, I don't know how many times he admitted this, but I know at least once for enough for me to say it, that he regrets that decision. It was the poorest political example of leadership in his entire career. And that was a little bit before my time. Could you explain that? Ruling? Yeah. The left, <clears throat> I wrote about it in my book. To be more specific, left, the female... The Association of Female Attorneys in 1948 wrote a series of white papers to get the people to understand that they were underpaid, sometimes not even allowed to be admitted to the bar, and yet there were attorneys who graduated law school. We already know that story because it's happened in many industries where women have been disparaged and underpaid for the longest time, starting with predominant predominantly female public school teachers. So we know that's always been an issue. But why lie about it and in your white paper say something that was most likely true, but it should not be the premise for the no-fault divorce law, was that spouses were lying in family court. And to discourage them from lying, this passed no-fault divorce, so there's no blame it's just irreconcilable differences, 
And the state just wants to assure that the kids will not have to live off the state. They can continue to live off the proceeds and the incomes of usually the other parent, the breadwinner, which was in that time the male. So the accusations of lies in order to find blame and who and what. No, you did this. He did this. No, you did this, he, she, he, she accusations in court, which I can see was probably quite soap opera-ish in the family courts of the time, isn't the premise to all of a sudden slam the breadwinner, have him disappear, run away, and have what was very predictable by the 50s, that 40% of the African-American population was not married. In other words, 60% were and 80% of the white population was married in the 50s. By 1970, that is because of the peace movement, the hippies, the whole thing that went on, the contraceptive, because that was invented too in the 60s, free love. And rock and roll, baby, rock and roll is always at fault. The one way or the other, rock and roll. Divorce started going very high to the point where it's 60% today and no, and no dads. And that was so predictable. Reagan saw clear as day by the '80s that he made a terrible mistake. Now, it, the only time, the only time in our history that you really noticed it was when just recently, I think it was during Obama's term, the last state finally fell, New York. And you say, "Wow, the lefty of all lefty states." Well, the last it's of, a very moneyed state, so yes. that, that that influences the politics a little bit. Absolutely, you, you get a lot. I'm of, glad you can. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you connected that dot. So it's very sad to watch, and I know that the biggest problem you're always going to have with people like me, and as you grow older, you're going to find out that we haven't passed anything. We have Stockholm syndrome. The right has not passed anything. Zero. All they got. In all these years, 100 years, since the last time we had a majority, a filibuster-proof Senate was 1911. And back then it was only, you know, 51. And that was the last time we had a filibuster-proof Senate, so real legislative power. I, I feel like, cause by their own admission, the right wing just wants to stop certain things from happening. No, they want to really. sustain socialism by tax cuts, tax cuts, tax in order to get people their money back so they can stain sustained tax increases that are coming soon if we're not in power. And they know they're not going to be in power. Case in point, the 2020 election, no matter what this man did, the hatred in the media, the hatred and hating him, and and, and us reading less, studying less, depending on the news. I mean, my God, we're a population. I named it today in another conversation that I had. America is the slip and fall culture of the world. We're slipping and falling all the time and then suing each other and whose fault, why I slipped and how bad I'm damaged when I fell. It's a slip and fall culture. I I guess what you you said there is why I take to positions. Yeah, like if we failed and if it would just had a little left wing bent, it would have been better, which I thought that was the premise of why. Not exactly. Where it's I'm interested in like policy solutions. I'm interested in getting around. I'm interested in understanding the problem. And then going right to solving it. And I feel like what I grew up seeing a lot with the Republican Party is that they were really interested in defense from the get-go. You mean Department of Defense? No, no, no. Like, 
they just were not open to a lot of conversations. Like, like to quote William F. Buckley, I did not give them an inch. Like, that's kind of, I've always felt the attitude I bore witness, which is not one that's, like, really interested in tackling these things to even better enforce social norms. Or that it could it be that I don't have the votes, I'm not going to give you an inch because you're going to pass this however you want anyway. But maybe that's why they don't have the votes. Um, if you, like, look at data, the largest percentage of, like, personalities or opinion politically, like, you know, I can open it up right now, but um, I, Do can, it. I can tell you how they lean. Let the audience they, they know. They lean um, economically left, but they're socially conservative. So they don't like the, you know, these conversations about white privilege or sexism. It irritates them. However, they feel like they're kind of zonked out. Things have failed them. That is the general consensus politically. When you, of the but when I elaborate American. what you're saying, what has failed them? Uh, the system. Meaning that no matter how hard they work, they're not going to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Do you realize that as a result of laws and statism, not Republican Party or conservatism? But the Republican Party doesn't offer them anything. The Republican Party continues to say, you know, we believe in an entrepreneurial spirit. You got to go out there. You got to go and you got to win. And sometimes there are losers. Like, I don't, that's not conductive attitude for people who want to come in to see their lives improve. So why does Olo, why does everyone in the world, Elon Musk being number one on the list, come to America because they can't make it where they were born? I mean, I'll tell you straight up, America, that's because we won World War One and Two. So... Did we really win it? Or yeah. we just uh, overpowered um, our allies to take credit for the victory? Because uh, remember who our allies were. Dirtbag communist Joseph yeah. Stalin. I mean, but who but, really won World War II? Which is my point. Because he was there. I, mean, I, I think he's <laughs> we kind couldn't of, get him out I of there. I think he's kind of to blame because he was an enabler of Hitler. Yes, they were to some degree. They were both. There. I do that. Uh, I agree with you in the sense that fascism and communism are very much communist, and it's just a different name. That's why it's appalling. Now, I, I can tell you, I've actually studied fascism in depthly. Where you find the separation? Um, I can tell you who they want in power. Um, so people often talk about a figure known as Julius Evola, who is a very interesting weirdo. Um, they dropped a lot of drugs, did yoga in the mountains. So he's a modern man. He would hate you said that. He, he, fascists. Well, for him to have the sophisticated drugs that get high as a kite on a mountain. I think people have always been getting high on something. I, Europeans I, have been I, drinking I themselves. Can't, I can't possibly disagree with that. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> no way. The, the stated goal of his philosophy that actually he was in communication with Mussolini and they would write like angry letters through the press talking about how to get this done. But in a long story short, um, fascists um, were furious with the way things were go they're pretty much you have to understand it's like european in nature and when we say that is that they abhorred the american attitude of things they abhorred the jazz music they abhorred how many different people were coming into america like the mixing of people like they saw us and they didn't and not they couldn't stand that it was working yes yes i i, I will actually attend to that yes um so what they wanted was they started romanticizing the past. And they, you know, if you've ever seen the salute that all of the Nazis do. Yeah. Open face high. Yeah. 
that was actually um, a fabrication of Italian painters. Hmm. They were going back and going, oh, look, we used to be so relevant on the road stage. Remember when we were Romans? You know who did this to us? The modern era did this to us. The modern era is nothing but a farce and a joke. So who could save us? Well, remember when an aristocratic warrior class led societies in Europe? That's what we need. So the intention behind fascism was to create like a warrior class and warrior values. Nationalism. Yeah. Nationalism is one of the tools, but like they wanted... They wanted a finer and more stronger and more ruthless leaders of society again. And all in the name of law and order, too. Yeah. So, eventually, you got the break with Mussolini and Evola. And when Evola was in, uh, I think, in Nuremberg, someone can check me on this. I can check myself. Was actually on trial. Evola was quoted as saying, I am not fascist. I am a super fascist. Because okay. Uh, let's get some backstory here. How was he arrested? What was he charged with? What years are we talking about sure. here? Because uh, the audience is probably super excited to find out because if I'm enticed to know more, then I'm sure the audience is as well. So, uh, For I the do- audience, I am looking up the Wikipedia page, which has sources, but it's a very quick, easy read. Okay. So, so and you're going to read it now? I'm going to get to the point. Um because, you know, Wiki has those little annotations that if you don't okay. hit on them... E- even um, back in... Um, you never know what the backstory is or the contradiction. Ever since when Mussolini was already taking power in, like, 1922, Evola was already cri- critical of the fascist regime. Because was he an it, elected man or just a philosopher? He or? was a philosopher. Okay. Evola was always saying that it wasn't fascist enough. Woo! So, which I kind of feel like is the big attitude that a lot of fascists have, is that, like, it's a real flexing that, like... Where does it stop? Is there any... Uh, do they really want the soldier outside your front door? Or uh, they want a certain amount of people dead? Or a certain kind of people dead, I should say? I where is at- it that they... When they call themselves super fascists, as he did, where did, where did he... Where did he soften up? Were, were people supposed to march to go to the, you know, oh, to the no. supermarket? This, this, this was meant to be a spiritual victory. This was wow. meant to be an absolute spiritual victory, in his words. They kind of wanted, um, like, the desolation of the Christian spirit. Um, okay. Where a lot of these esoteric guys, they wanted the... They kind of... They actually refer to the post-Christian world as, like, the Dark Era, which was the Kali Yuga. Okay, Kali Yuga... Please explain, because I don't know. Now you, you went right through me. <laughs> you didn't go over me, but you hit me so square in the head that I don't know where that's going. And you believe that that was like a movement or was a phrase? It's a Hindu term that the fascist later picked up, but it's like supposed to be like the dark era, kind of like the downturn. So they're detox of society first before there's a Christian victory. But the, the Christian victory to them was what kind of killed the heroic spirit of man. Um, yeah, so, but that's kind of two-edged now. now you're, you're in contradiction right now. Well, it's a, I mean, this is what the philosophy in stake was. Um, so, I, and I, so I have to assume that it morphs into, away from its origins, and it morphs into some, some status that's more communicative, more understanding. I had kind of seen, the more I had studied it, like, I had read a lot, a lot of literature. I can basically feel like 
it's raw opportunism. Like, it is the attitude of a warrior ruling society, which is that there's always someone at our gates. If there's not an enemy, there needs to be an enemy. You constantly have to rally the troops, and you constantly have to attack. I would say, and how that ends up looking is you get people in this movement who are very vain, they're very hungry, they're very ruthless, and they're not good at organizing, and they're very quickly willing to turn on each other. And that's always what happens. And I, I see that as kind of like the characteristic of this movement. Okay, so that is not too far away from communism. You still haven't created that separation. Uh, I, well, well, what, I do see, what I do see from what you're saying, and I'm not quite, uh, it's not that I agree or disagree, I'm not really quite informed of more details about fascism. I, I'm, where it stops for me is what I, what I see is both face symbiotic of both totalitarianism government is the end all be all for society and it'll keep things straight and for the for you and for me for us i'm in charge and it always fails because it's not about you guys it's about us the people and we need to be free as flawed as we all are when we are free because that is terrible to see all what the movement today to acknowledge and galvanize and support a transgender society of people that are minuscule, led to believe that there are many, and therefore by promoting it and talking about it and in defense of it, you get too many young people wanting to make sex changes that they're going to regret just five years later. And man, that's a hell of a turnaround once you've made the change. Well, how do you go back? Especially if it's genitalia the, change. The transition is quite easy. Not quite easy. I, I find you very flippant that comment. Well, nothing's easy when it, you it's do... It's possible. Detransitioning is actually possible. Yeah, uh, true. No, no, I, but I, don't here, call here, it very simple. This, anyway, I didn't want to change the subject. No, no. Let's stay back on I just fascism. want to say this one thing, is that most people who go down the transgender route are not doing surgery. They are taking hormones. Yeah, so they just look feminine. Yeah. So, or... Uh, or very few of them are looking more manly. Most of them are looking feminine, feminazis, as I call them. I take that from Rush Limbaugh. I don't mean to, co I, I I don't mean to copy. Rush Limbaugh credited his friend in an economic department for that, Mark. But yeah. Anyway, going back to fascism, I'm still stuck on it. it's a form of totalitarianism because, believe me, I, being of Catalonia descent. I one of the uh, it's rare for someone from those origins not to understand the value that a fascist named Franco Franco hated communists. So since he hated them and he and he kept Spain from falling into literally Soviet communism, Stalinism, he was able to keep them at bay, but it cost Spaniards, their civil war. They had to fight among each other. And I remember, I have a very prominent blue line in my family line. A gentleman who was, uh, Francesc Cambo, who was the founder of a political party there. And when he submitted himself to uh, Franco's ways, and the war was about to uh, break out, 
they asked him, how could you? How could you? You're Catalan. You're from Catalonia. You are prominent. You, uh, my God, you founded this party with great leaders that, that came before you. And he simply said, unfortunately, Franco was better than the communists. Do you know who fought on the side of the communists? George Orwell. Oh, my God. A guy with, without three nickels together? I thought you were going to name an army or something. Uh, no, or a region of no. Spain. You surprised me with Orwell? Okay. That the audience has got to hear. Go ahead. Have your day. Tell me what the hell George Orwell and how he supported them. That, that's very cool. George Orwell was actually, like me, a democratic socialist for his era. He fought on the side with the Republicans in the Civil War. Um, and his takeaway, if you read his literature, was actually very pessimistic about the state of things. He wrote 1984 after discovering that the British police had gone through his mail. Oh, my God. How many people can claim that today? <laughs> wow. So I always find um, Orwell interesting in the, the sense that this is a very, like, left-wing, pessimistic, Anglo look at the fallout of what was going to become... A police state. Well, the rest of the century. You know, Stalin had really betrayed a lot of people on the left's hopes after the invasion of Hungary. So, because he, he went outside the borders yeah. of Soviet Union. So it was no which longer... Wasn't, it, it no which wasn't... was really looked, Russia, mother Russia back then. So it didn't look like a socialist project anymore, and it, it simply looked like a red-colored flavored empire, which was why you'd get a lot of people, particularly anarchists, who would describe um, the state as simply red fascist as a term of theirs. Okay. So in the end, back to totalitarianism. It's a quest for power, for expansion of borders. Uh, I'm the greatest. I'm going to prove it to you. And quite frankly, you're not, which is how he felt about Hitler. No, I'm bigger than you. Mine's bigger than yours. And I'm going to prove it to you. And thank God he did, in, a, in an essence... Because who knows? Who knows what it become? I mean, Hitler turned on Stalin. Huh? Hitler was the one who turned on Stalin. Told him, and when you say turn down, you mean, he, uh, I don't want to join your thing. No, but Hitler was the one who had invaded Stalin's ground. Okay, yeah, I so, agree. I agree. So, uh, and you, uh, are, are you saying it was Hungary, basically? Austria. Well, Hungary was the moment that the general international left had kind of turned on Stalin, that they felt like this was a regime they really couldn't stand by anymore. You know, some people give credit for some things to Khrushchev for trying to manage it, but at that point... How about Khrushchev is much later? Yeah, Khrushchev was his successor, no? Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there was a successor. Absolutely, but in modern times, and Stalin survived quite some time. Didn't he, didn't he outlive FDR? I think he did. Oh, yeah, no, FDR didn't even make it through the war. Yeah, he died. That was Truman after. Yeah. So Stalin was still alive and well. Uh, I think Stalin uh, was still had grips on power. When did Khrushchev come to power? Um, Hold on, I want to come back to Late something. Late 50s, uh, middle 50s? Yeah, that makes sense. I want to come back to something I said earlier. I want to correct myself. The exhausted majority is around... I want to say 60% of Americans. However, the group that I was quoting and talking about 
is here coded as politically disengaged. I this is twenty six percent of the population. I don't believe that. I believe it's much, much, much larger. Politically, politically disengaged today. Yeah, I would say it's over sixty percent. Um, We're still voting at fifty percent. I have the numbers right here. Passive liberals are fifteen. Moderates are fifteen. Traditional conservatives are nineteen. Dedicated conservatives are six percent. Progressive activists are eight percent. And traditional liberals are at eleven percent. And progressive liberals, I have to look why they would be marked differently, are at fifteen percent. Okay, so and this was a study back in twenty eighteen. Okay, so that that means that the survey, the polling, was so specific that they actually could break down into the teens all these little groups, but it, uh, it doesn't permit us on radio here to just add up all these lefty groups to find out that all of them are suffering terrible cognitive dissonance. Terribly. Bad. Really bad. And I know some really intelligent people, man, who are in total denial as they're so they're so belligerent that I have to believe that they really believe they can only get this done if we pay them 95% of our taxes. Just give it all to them. And then there will still be broke and we'll still have poverty in a mess. We'll still have massive homelessness. We'll still have an un-American tax system. We'll still have a complete disgusting uh, provocateur in this, the social web of this country. And then we'll still have 100% conflict of interest voters who are somehow, in some way, thinking they're going to retire on something that was promised in 1933, Social Security. There's so many people who don't want to admit, don't even know, really, that it was meant to be a supplemental retirement. You touch Social Security, your party will lose every election forever. Exactly, and the Democrats (laughs) know that. Because they'll lose to half the Republicans. Do you know um, that was like the big goal of conservatives and liberals around the 90s? And you know who saved us? Monica Lewinsky. Yes. Bifurcation of the narrative. Absolutely. It's so So sad because... if you are above 60, thank Monica Lewinsky. um, um, It's a situation where... Uh, they knew it was going to bankrupt us. They knew it was going to be horrible for American society, for the desire to be free. They knew they were going to create subjects instead of citizens with what Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes now says. How do we become a life insurance company with an underpaid army? That's what you need to ask yourself, because it's your country now, and motivation I, I think for first... bringing you on the radio was, dude, you're running out of time. you got to think of something, not literally, we still got plenty of time. Cut military spending easily. Okay, and our enemies will eat us alive. Not really. Yeah, why do you say that? How can you say that if you're looking no at the world today? Huh? No, nobody is going to invade us. Oh, do you think I can afford for you to be... Right, wrong, or indifferent? No, man. No, man. I I believe in my Second Amendment rights. We have Second Amendment rights. We are a standing country that is more armed than any other. I 
fear for the nation that dares enters America's borders. They're going to. And we four point four million ground. The Vietnamese we're stood being up to invaded the as we speak. The Vietnamese nope. stood up to the French, stood up to the Americans, and stood up to the Chinese. I am certain the Americans can stand up to any invaders. I don't think that's the case. I do. No way. We're talking about rice patties and no food. In other words, you're not coming in here because the little that we got on this side of this border is just enough for us. So you gringos, you Chinese, you Japanese, you guys ain't going to win because we'll sit in these rice patties until you're gone. When there's depravity in a society, they're more likely to preserve the little that they have. You're seeing it now in the, UK, in the Ukraine. The Afghans managed to hold off the USSR and the United States with nothing but caves. There you go. Depravity. They got nothing over there. The little that's here, we're going to make sure that you guys don't get any of it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, gravely, we shot. We have never really gone after the enemy in its core. And the enemy in its core is the lying and the stealing from the American people to the behest of wars, foreign wars. I'll grant you only this. Afghanistan was a place where... They were harboring terrorists, a place that could have been dealt with just with drones, you know. And going to Iraq uh, made absolute sense because we sold to them chemical weapons. Sold. Not a lot of people know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody wants to admit that. But under the Reagan-Bush administration, weapons were sold to keep the Ayatollah, who just come to power in check. And they're basically correcting the failures of Jimmy Carter's administration and allowing the Ayatollah to come and to alienate the Shah like he did, who was educated in Western things, for Christ's sake. He had Iran in a secular position to make a big transition into their economy, to expanding their middle class, and boom, overnight, because of the failures of this of this administration's foreign policy, as we see now with the Biden administration, that flips your whole argument on your head if you have as many... What, what part of my argument does it flip on its head? We're going to be invaded. I don't think so. They start, you're, we're invaded right now. Who, who, who has crossed into the American the border Chinese, with the The Chinese army? people already... Oh, the Chinese intelligence services have their fingers so far up our you-know-what that they know what we're doing. You no, know, Europe has the real problem with this. Australia no. Ru- has the real problem no. with this. No. Those people have already been invaded. They've already lost their countries. Right now as we speak, Europe is not, there isn't a free country in Europe. Zero free country. Zero. And no reproduction, total statism, total massive taxes. On top of that, value-added tax, on top of income tax, National health care, no, no the, the, reason that's to That's an wor- argument against democracy as the Chinese would want you to have. Because what they're doing is essentially paying politicians. They're no, not no, coming in with no, the No, don't army. simplify it. They're communists. No, that, that's their argument. That's their argument. Is that no, it's not their argument. They're, yeah, they're, it is. I've read all their com- All communists uh, speak through propaganda. Nothing is truthful. 
Nothing is honest. We all speak through propaganda. No, not the truth. You speak through propaganda. Free, the beauty, the you, beauty. You have some beautiful rhetoric. I, 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 I like how much I'm, fun you have with I, your rhetoric. I'm sorry. I talk through I'm rhetoric. S- we all do. We all look I, for facts. I'm sorry, we man. We all use facts. I'm a free person, and as a free person, I'm free to be wrong or right. I'm also free to evolve. I'm also free to study, but because I'm confident that what I'm going to go seek to find the truth is out there. Chinese people don't feel that way. I had a Chinese person, student. I put a little, uh, one of those little taggies things you put on the dartboards over there at the school, at the student center. If you want to work in radio, please come. And then I leave my number there and they pull. Chinese student came in here. And when I pressed that button, like I pressed the button with you, he froze, froze. I go, what seems to be the problem? He got white faced like he was going to die. And I go, you're in a free country. You can say whatever you want. I can't, I can't, I can't. You need to turn it off. I can't. I turned it off. And I go, we'll be back in a moment. And I asked him, what is the problem? He goes, ah, that wasn't there. But I, I, look, I, I, I looked at your stuff, and I knew going in uh, what you basically want to talk about and stuff, but um, my tuition being paid for by the government. I'm only here because they allowed my parents to send me here on the condition that I go right back and take whatever I learned at the University of Miami, go right back to China and compete against the United States. Not a Chinese university, USA. That gentleman is free for this much time. And by miracle, we're the dummy party, the slip and, fall, the slip and fall a country, I shouldn't say party, the slip and fall culture that we have doesn't even allow in the immigration laws for students who graduate from the United States to immediately get residency here so that we don't have to kick them out and then they end up competing with us with the brains that just suck from our universities. I, I want to go back a bit because I feel like I want to know what we were discussing. Um, well, we were on fascism for a while. But we already came to the conclusion but I, I was, that you couldn't really disprove my theory that it's an authoritarian philosophy that only seeks power and expands its border to take over peoples, and I didn't say this, but I'll say it now, and dominate natural resources. Because in the end of the I day... I mean, we've done that too. Yeah, but we, we can because we pay fair market value for the resources we're purchasing. And without our purchases of the copper in Peru... Peru has zero money. Do you want to talk about what happened in Guatemala in 1958? Please do. That's there a good. A, that's a good. Se- that's a good op- segue. There was an open election. Okay. In that Abasum. country. Yeah, there was an open election. Mr. Abasum, and the, right? And the man was a center-left person, such as myself, and he announced. And he was cooled by the United States. Yes. Okay. Continue. So, elaborate. So, I don't think. How did I put that? Yes. No one's that, paying. That, that is a violation of our own values. I think when. We give autonomy to other countries, saying, listen, you can run democracy, you can do it, these are things we believe in, and then we just flip the scales when we don't like the outcome. That sends a bad message to the international community, which lets many more people trust, unfortunately, China over us. No, China does the same. Oh, they worse, do. Worse so. They're... Well, China's doing it right now through paying off politicians. The United States are doing it right here. Name, name me someone in the United States 
like I want names of American senators and congressmen who've been paid off. Like I imagine that's the case. All right, I'll please mostly, I'll please you first. It's mostly with people. McConnell. McConnell. Then I'll please you again with uh, Kerry. Then I'll please you again with another Republican, Romney. Then I'll please you again with Dick Durbin. And then I'll please you again with Adam Schiff. And the list goes on and on and on. Who People who are interested in doing business with China. Bill Clinton, who brought him into the World Trade Organization. That was the death march right there. I would also, Legitimizing let's also talk him. about companies. Apple. Apple building a, uh, 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 the most beautiful devices, what you have in your hand, what we both have, iPhone and iPad, all built there. Come on, man. They've already invaded us on the premise that we wanted Stalin back to fascism and Mao Zedong to stay apart from each other. You guys are too alike. What can we do to, I, 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 I would, what can we do to separate you, this relationship? I want to write you this with understanding. Comments. Now, that you mentioned that era of the CIA where they were taken out Anybody who would even smell like a communist in Central America and South America probably has us in the predicament we're in today in the sense that we've lowered our guard. Do you know who that enabled? I believe it enabled China to slip into Latin America. That enabled Cuba. No. Yeah. Cuba is the facilitator. Che Guevara talks about 1958's coup in Guatemala as being his chief motivator. People yes. cited... You mean, oh, inspire, inspired... Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Cuban Revolution. That, <laughs> that that made a lot of people that sympathetic, we know. and I think still creates a large degree of sympathies to many of America's enemies. I believe that a premise in my book, what's cool about being on the radio is that I have a 300-page book online since 2014. It's going to come out in print now with some corrections of typos and stuff like that that had to be professionally done because I just misspoke or miswrote there was too many places in my book where i didn't have not where it should be should not would not could not will not and there was no not and the rest of the uh, paragraph i'm almost making an opposite argument but without the not you can't you don't know that well anyway i say and i and i say this to all americans that are listening on wsqf 94.5 listen to us live stream on wsqf Radio.com, and you can see the other recordings of our show that should be up by now um, on the Young and Old Show. And I claim that the United States lost its manifest destiny commencing in 1959. Why? Remember the, the inauguration speech of John F. Kennedy where he says, ask what you can do for your country, not what your country can do for you. In the, other, in the reverse, but you know what I mean. And let all our enemies know whether they mean us harm or ill or good wishes. We will do whatever it takes to defend our friends. By making those statements and then not delivering them in Cuba was a disaster for our enemies. And it denied us manifest destiny because Cuba became the facilitator of everything that's evil wrong in the world is manifested in an ingenious, diabolical man named Fidel Castro. That's giving, that's giving Castro a lot of credit. He would yeah. love to hear you say that. Yes, he was. And he <laughs> deserves every credit, all the credit he deserved for the, the son of a bitch that he is. And fomenting so much instability economically, 
even when you didn't think he won, he actually won. You see it now in communism all over Latin America. Again, for the third time. Third wave of communism. And what do we do? We're still obsessed with terrorists in Europe. We're still defending what many would say, the white European, still defending that economy when the future of the world, the future of the human species, is the alliance between Canada, the United States, and all of Latin America. Nowhere in the world is there more prosperous, fertile land and fresh water. The gold of tomorrow, your gold tomorrow. You count me now, right now on this radio show. The gold of tomorrow is water. And we're undermining it by the left's obsession with fossil fuels and uh, it's gonna contaminate the water. The paper tree. What did the paper tree with the tree hugging get us? The 60s, 70s, 80s tree hugging. What did it get us? And this the is EPA. Why, no, the EPA was founded by the... Um, Nixon. Pod, uh, no, Sinclair Lewis's uh, book, The Jungle. When was that written? Could you Google that for me, sure. please? That started the, uh, the... Sorry, you're right. I'm thinking FDA, Food and Drug Administration. Okay. Yeah, not EPA. Uh, you're, you're correct. FDA was started because they were fighting potties in the meat grinders in, in slaughterhouses. FDR, not FDR. My bad. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, started. Yeah, and uh, the started with a famous book called "The Jungle," written by Sinclair Lewis. Horrible book. Uh, uh, an incredible book exposing everything that was going on at the time. I mean, including child I, I, labor. I think I think it's just good to have more alternatives to fossil fuels for a variety of reasons. No waste of time. Not really. Yeah, waste of time. We have more. I really want to push back against this. No, no, no. Because no, that, that's my real anxiety. I understand. And, and this, you're going to have more anxiety when I'm dead and you've got miles and miles and miles of junkyards all over the country with Teslas piled up to the sky, tractor trailers piled up to the what sky. What are we going to do when we hit peak oil? You'll never, ever hit peak oil. They just found another massive amount for another 100 years. The question is, I would side with you on this point at all. With the grotesque amount of fossil fuels and natural gas in this, in this society, in our society, in our land, our land, the whole world can go into bedlam and we can survive on our own just on the fossil fuels. I, I, now, I, think, I, I, must, I must give to Saudi you. Saudi Arabia? Huh? Isn't, like, We're five times that. But like, we just don't touch we, it because already, of you guys. We've already bent the knee to them several times just because they can take away our oil. No, like the, our oil we bent over a thousand times. I, I'm, because all for, I'm all for continuing using oil. I just am against the complete utter dependence of it for. If our, it's ours, depend depend on it. What you can't depend on is a windmill, a solar panel, and a battery. Because they're not meant to be dependent on. Yeah, well, they start telling your friends that because they're lying to us. I think anyone who's really studied alternative energy sources would not tell you that, like. Oh, no, these windmills the best, and these solars the are... ridiculously expensive. They fall apart. They kill the trees that you guys used to... Sorry, they kill the birds that you guys used to fight for. And that explains why I call it politically bipolar. Liberalism is politically bipolar. I, I think Everything you, you are come completely up with. simplifying a very complicated question. No. Yes, you I've are. I've pinned you down. All no. your policies, all of them together, starting from Social Security to, uh, to uh, alternative fuels... Which is fun. F alternative fuel is fun. I've been inside a Tesla. It's a grotesquely fast car to the point where I would never own one because I don't like to have my ears pulled back just 
going through a, a, a red light from zero to 60 in, in five seconds. And I don't even hear anything. I don't even get the room, 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 room. That, that's all irrelevant. Like, okay. The, the, but the, the, the purpose, like, did you hear what I said? You're the age that you have to listen to what I said. And it un- undermines your whole philosophy. That if we should be you, depending it, on it, multiple it, different f- sources of energy? Ridiculous. Have, have fun Ridiculous. With, have fun with all or, the... Or, are we supposed to pull the plug on nuclear because there's some problems with nuclear? Are no. we supposed to pull the I plug on... I was for nuclear. Things? Your your people shut them down for no, years. No. Look at France. Not, not, not look young at Germany. people. Not, young people, are, look, I told you this, are very pro-nuclear. Look, look. Young they're, people are they're very under hostage from Vladimir am Putin. I, am right? I supposed to say, like, your people and refer to the Confederacy? I don't think that's a fair political assessment. No, actually, you're Venezuelan and Cuban, so you're as half-breed <laughs> mutt like I am. But... Look what uh, the the European socialists, that's why I meant your people, the lefties. Fair. You guys, I, I appreciate that more specific yes, point. Go yes. on. I meant your people left. <laughs> Europe is so left, and the few of them that get to trickle out here to live in the United States, they go, oh my God, man, what a relief to be in this country. Because they sense and smell the freedom, even though they're chinks, Chinese all over the place, okay? And influence people with big money, owning newspapers, internet. Google, a chunk of every major organization in this country is owned in a great, uh, from a board, corporate board stand standpoint, China, 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 getting representations. Blue-eyed gringos, don't, don't think that China's sitting there at the China board, but that guy's put in there by China because he owns 5%, 6% of major industrialized, uh, 5 or 6% of Chevron is a lot of money. The Saudis, for instance, own 4% of all these companies. 4%. Yes. Now, they're Sunni. Sunnis were always manageable, terrorist-wise. Because they were very aggressive, but they like to fight you and me. It's the, it's the Shiite who learned to guerrilla warfare, blow up buildings, kill innocent people, take hostages. That I, that I, don't get me wrong, Sunnis have now embraced that, that stuff too because they saw how, how effective it was. But what I really can't tolerate I is for have. us to, to have this gold under the ground and not crank it out so it's $50 a gallon and massive tax on it at 50 cents a gallon, 50 cents gas, and then massive filtration systems so that less carbon footprint in the air, Okay. I proposed to, to the degree that I did, I proposed a natural gas pipeline from San Diego to Brownsville in a sustained wall like the Hoover Dam going 1,900 miles with a train on top of it run by the only two companies that build a natural gas locomotive where no, and the train has nowhere to go because nobody operates a natural gas train. But they're invented and they're very explosive. In other words, if they have a problem, they go boom, boom, boom. Okay. Liquid, liquid natural gas still has to be uh, somehow less, uh, what's the word I'm using for, less uh, uh, I got something explosive. But for you to think that windmills don't kill the trees and the birds that you... Oh, they do. Massively. I, I, I never denied that. Have you seen the motor? Have you that. seen those leaky motors? Every single energy source has its externalities. Like every single one. Nuclear, you have to consider the waste, the quarter lives, and the half lives. Windmills, as you said, kill trees. No, sorry, I keep on saying trees. I meant birds yeah. only. Birds. 
The hell with the tree. I'm, uh, they don't even clear the land in windmills. You also need oil to extract the energy that those things create. Yes. Solar is harder to dispose of. It's only good for a home. And then um, oil has They could the never run a factory. Oil has the problem with fracking, which vastly pollutes local neighborhoods, has tons of externalities. People who just live there have a much higher rate of getting cancer. Like, every single form that we experience with industrialization is going to have these problems. That's why we have to be doing everything we can. You know, the big problem is that when I when you talk about Tesla and I see guys like Musk, Musk got all of his backing from government subsidies, now wants to end these subsidies. And the big problem is, is that even if we're still using fossil fuels... because Which he says we could, should continue to do. And I, I think anyone who's going to be straight up honest with you will tell you that we're probably going to need a little bit more of that. But the reality is, is that we're going to be needing to find more different ways to get energy from. Because okay, the process... That, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I let you go on, I let you go on. The process for many of these things is very dangerous. You know, there's a lot of cost and there's so much foreign political How about toxicity of the mining of the material, the rare earth metals required to build a battery? It's so disgusting what the battery people have done to the world... And selling the idea. There's nothing cooler than a fast Tesla. I've been in them. I would never own one. I just dread having to I worry. Mean, well, that's, worried that's a problem, about but finding we're going a charger. To deal with that problem. That, that problem it's is not enough to completely turn the book on potential new technologies for the cave the way forward. I don't think anybody wants to turn the book on anything. I'm sure we're going to find. Then one what's the objection? Then what is the objection? If the objection is not, oh, we're going to experience these problems, this is the same type of short-sightedness no, I would take against anti-nuclear activists, other hippies from the 1960s. You're regretting shutting down nuclear power that you were so insistent on shutting down. That wasn't me. That was, yeah, that was because you're 30 generation. years old, but it's your that fault. Was an older gen- that was an older generation. An older, an older freak left. One that was because of Chernobyl. You were wrong. That was because of Chernobyl. No, where they were flipping were, yes. every single switch to see what would go wrong. Maybe, I think it was incompetence. A lot of things are not conspiracies. A lot of things are just utter incompetence. Yeah, you see and I, I would agree with that. So I, I think nuclear has its side effects, but this isn't a reason to stop using I don't nuclear. Have a problem this with is nuclear. a reason to look at ways every, to circumvent every single these problems. Re, every single Republican wants nuclear powers on every corner. If we can have them, we could. You guys have stopped them. Because you, your next thing now and I would say is that's a freaking a windmill. And I would say that's and then, the doesn't, then the wind doesn't blow. Now what? Why not use both? I don't see why there's an objection to using more than one you source. You guys want to stop fossil fuel engines. California's already saying, hey, no more cars in 20, what, 33 or something like that? You guys are The car industry is probably one of the most guilty culprits. Car industries report false numbers of what is their combustion level. Like, not their combustion level, their emissions. So already car industries and fossil fuels has a major culpability in climate change, which is something we can talk later. Not true. But go ahead. Well, go ahead. Um, Like, these industries need to be more held to account because they're properly meeting the need that people want change. You know, what, pe- you know what really happens when you say that? The clunkers continue driving along the road because the guy can't afford the new, cleaner car. And there's nothing... I completely understand that need. I'm not going especially to... Especially the I'm, hill. I'm not, I'm not especially going, the country bumpkin. He ain't giving up his pickup I no matter how bad to. it's gas I don't gas want bump. him to. I don't want Yeah, you want him to have a battery-operated pickup truck. 
If Come we on. Can, if we can get to that point and make it cheap enough no and make way. it reliable No way. What are you going to do with that yeah. battery when it no longer char- takes a charge? I mean, people still I react- have someone right here in Key Biscayne. $24,000 charge because his freaking S-Type no longer receives a charge long enough for him to just get one week's of operation. Brickling back, brickling back, brickling back. He's not even going out to Doral. And he's got to charge, charge, charge. He doesn't have to use that it then. battery. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with the, the battery doesn't take charge. How many batteries do you have that you can't believe doesn't doesn't recharge well after you bought it? Your from, cell phone has a lithium battery. Look at it. I'm frustrated with it. It barely. I've got to charge it two or three times a day. Perfect point. I got to charge this freaking battery all the time. Anytime I'm having a long conversation, my iPad lasts the whole day. Okay. Your My iPad. cell phone lasts the whole day. Okay. This phone is, uh, what are we at now? 15 or 16? iPhone 15 or 16? Yeah. This is like 13. And this is more important to me than anything else because I can do a spontaneous video. Okay? So I don't even want to go to the other one, you know, because I, I unless they, they show me that there's a case with this magnetic thing that is not Apple, it's another... I, I don't think the average Joe... Needs like doesn't have to be socially or economically penalized by this transition. In due time, things will become cheaper and things uh, will become more we, reliable. We conservatives believe the magic of the marketplace will get us to where you want to do it through government. That's my point. It's a little bit of both. You want to accept? Every, no, you it's don't. It's a little bit of both. You, got, Every, you always say that, both. and it's a lot of both. It's like a little 80, bit of both. Like eighty-seven thousand IRS agents to go after the little peons. And, and I'm a peon. So it's like, uh, what? In a recession? With massive illegal immigration? With billions of dollars given to, to, to a war-mongering f- communist who is only invading Ukraine because you turned off your spigot and made him rich with gas. Shitty gas. Terrible gas. Dirty gas. Russian gas. More stuff the in the air. Most technological achievements have been funded by the government later to be privatized. Uh, that's a, it's a wise statement, and, and most of it holds true. Like space. Yes. Tomorrow, the new frontier will, will subsidize. Originally, Tesla will tell you. You know, Elon can tell you he got subsidized. Musk would deny that now. No, he won't. He, he understands his rockets. He was nowhere if it wasn't for the U.S. contract he got. Remember, he was on his last rocket. One more explosion on a launch pad, and he says that he'd be clean out gone. No Tesla, no nothing, and no more money. But he got the big contract. So, <coughs> I understand that politics is an engine behind 38% of a $22 trillion economy. But only because of democracy. Capitalism. The only place where that 38% can be marginalized at 38%, like this is already too big. Think about 38 I say it in my book. 38% of a $22 trillion U.S. economy is the duplication, copy and paste, of the inefficiency of federal government. And I'm talking about just the U.S. government. I'm not talking about Florida, Utah, Massachusetts, Maine. I'm talking about the United States government. You know how big that is? The third largest economy in the world. In the United States is one and three. China's in two. And if you ask a Chinaman... And all the people who don't like the United States, they'll say, China's one, we're two and three. But people never talk about the three. The three is nine trillion, boarding on 10 trillion, 
Yes, 38% is 22. Please use your calculator. Give me that exact number. You're the youth. You can go hit the thing quick. What's 38% of 22 trillion? Obviously, don't put all those zeros because your calculator will freak out. What's the number? 30. Okay, hold on. 38% of 22, uh, put 22 billion will add a zero. 22 billion? Two, three. And then. Actually, you just have to do 38% of 22, and then we'll just add the number because we know it's in the billions. So I don't know why I complicated you like that. I do not get this app. Okay, just point point thirty eight times twenty two thousand two hundred. What's that number? And I'll just add the zeros in my head. It comes out to uh, a little bit more than nine. Okay, that's two trillion larger than Japan. Understand the liberalism. You already got what you wanted. You created you guys with your laws and your BS for a hundred years. I'll be it. I'll give you some credit. So the Reagan revolution never happened? The trickle-down economy only created a massive federal government, ultimately, because he never had the majorities in Congress he needed to be successful. Neither did Bush. Neither did Nixon. Neither did Ford. Neither did Trump. Neither did... uh, Am I missing other Republicans in there? You guys have been a grotesque, utter inability to govern. Why? Because you're only driven by theft, lie, and votes. And then behind there, Alejandro, behind there, has been uh, these subsidies of farmers, sugar, which are still in place, corn, like you said. uh, That's an incredible way to completely remove all responsibility of conservative policies. For the last 40 we, years, we that have, were largely agreed upon by both parties. No. Until, no, I want to say... No. No, Trump. no, no. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. We only agreed to getting our stuff in, in a bill that's going to pass anyways, and so that we don't make a mess out of things, just let us get our stuff in, because you've got the votes already. You've all had... Today's 60... Woodrow Wilson jacked it up to 60 senators. You guys, you all Democrats and independents who are ex-Democrats, you'll find some chocolate chips in there. Republicans that hated Bush that became independents too. But for the most part, ex-Democrats are independents. But this is just talking like Clinton's cuts to welfare didn't happen. Reagan's deregulation of the market. Clinton did not cut welfare. Newt Gingrich did because it was the first time in 29 years. Clinton was on board for that. No. He vetoed it three times. And when he couldn't have vetoed it the fourth time, we, as a decent party, said, wow, this guy finally gets it. We can override his veto. Finally. By Democrats joining us. Was we, for the first time, 1992, I believe it was, we got the majority in just one house. Did not have the Senate. And Newt was able to shove it down his throat, knowing he was going to get reelected on it. And then the biggest mistake in political history occurred. Back to Monica. Why Republicans well, I'll would you. create... I, I said, I'll say the election. Um, George Bush Jr. winning the Republican primary was probably the biggest mistake in recent history. I, I, I won't agree because the alternative would have been 
I think John McCain, McCain? McCain would have been better. Oh, he we saw what better. he did. He sabotaged his country just out of hatred. When he went like that to Obamacare, and he went, eh, and stuck it to us. And today, I'm sitting there with $100 for my insulin shots, $200 waiting for a Sempic, okay, and two months to get a colonoscopy at 58 years of age. Bush turned to Did surplus. Did you hear what I'm saying? Bush turned to surplus <coughs> deficit. Bush's <coughs> whole inaction with his... Everything Bush did... Is, I would summarize as the reason my generation leans politically the way that they do. Unfortunately, like watching, um, unfor- watching there being no response. Same with, Ob- I'll also put some blame on Obama because Obama continued a lot of the things I'm complaining about, but turning a surplus into a deficit, um, really only using government for tax cuts, which Adam Smith will tell you the rich spend their money outside of the country. Um, going to a war because he wanted to win something his dad didn't do properly in his use. Yeah, completely ignoring the fact that two planes hit two big, very buildings, big buildings, and I don't believe the none of them which were Saddam Hussein. Um, I can't argue that. I think they were Saudis, and they were, but not Saddam Hussein. Iraq was purely about wanting to finish what his dad started. Um, Along with Obama not doing anything yes. about regulating but, or going after the but, banks that had um, been given golden parachutes after pretty much selling the entire American housing market bad loans. Bill uh, Clinton's fault. Yeah. Glass-Steagall was the single biggest... I'm glad you said it. You're the first person that age that knows what Glass-Steagall is. Oh, yeah, I know. He repealed it. So... For what was, no, it, I, what I, was I, its I, replacement? Do you remember? But I, I would say Clinton, Bush, Obama... Um, Bush Senior. There was two laws Reagan. that replaced it. Glass Steagall. This was the conservative victory that they had always been dreaming of. We never had it. You did. We're only going to have it now you did. in twenty twenty four. Successfully, we never had it. You the, know what? You know what? The, the dream liberal victory? society was defeated. No, the liberty. The, no. Yeah. Until you was give the us. problem. Everyone talked about how government was the problem. Government can't do hey, anything. If everybody's right. talking about it, you know they're Reagan. lying to you. Reagan, Reagan had a failed presidency because. He never had 60 senators and never had the majority in the House. He didn't How many that. budgets? The beating heart no, of the nation no, was in his hands. He blew his don't, magic. Don't say that because you're going to discredit yourself. Nobody in government, zero, doesn't matter who they are, nobody can do anything in this, in this country without 60 senators. Okay? If you don't have 60 senators, you get like a diluted bill coming out of the Senate that already was the, uh, already a mosh posh from the House. Remember... The Senate cannot raise taxes. Only the House can. That's why Obamacare is unconstitutional. If I, if I may say something. Okay. I was watching CNBC with the recent midterms. Oh, there you go. Um, you just, Kramer. Why, you, why would you do that? Oh, because those are um, yeah, the financial C- district. Okay, CNBC. Okay. Kramer himself said, this will be good for business if it's another lockdown. Because that is who the companies that meet behind doors with all of these politicians want. Ex- that has been their job. That, that could be the political. Re- you realize you're accusing the Democrats for, of cooing Donald Trump with the COVID. I would say, and there's most, plenty of you that would agree with me. Most Democrats, I would not approve. I do not approve of most Democrats. Yeah, but that's a convenient I did position. Not vote for you know who I wanted. To, you know who I you voted, voted for, for in Trump? 2012. Do you know who I voted wait, for? Wait, in wait, wait, wait! I'll turn off my microphone. You voted for Trump? No. Oh, okay. Do you know who I voted for in 2012? I voted for Ron Paul. I'm not surprised. Many people your age did. You're all brain dead for doing it. But he was honest man. He was a libertarian. He got elected over and over again. 
He gave birth to children, you know, literally delivered babies. He, he was so right about so many things. Uh, it's still a wasted vote, but at least you made your statement. There was enough people to vote for Ron Paul for the, what do you call it, the sound in the, in the, in the wilderness. I agree with that. I would never do it because that same theory could be flipped on his head when Ross Perot gets so many votes and that imbecile Bill Clinton comes to power and takes credit for the stuff you're giving him credit for that he didn't have. Our Republican majority for the first time in 28 years came to power only in the House and forced as the tax chamber, the chamber that can tax, to reduce welfare roles to sustain socialism later because it's sustaining it now. And then and then some deep state, I don't know what the operation was, and it's hard for me to say this on the, the radio. The only socialism I would say that there is ever has been in this country was big unions, which for all their problems, once Reagan successfully butchered them, the working class kind of died out. Um, you, were, that, you, were, you, were fi- you were fine until you said that the... The wor- the middle class died out. Middle class working, died. Working. Working class. Working is not middle. The Democratic Party, right before World and War II. And abandoned them. The Democrats abandoned Time them. Out. I it, will not. Right get- before World War II, when Republicans were anti-war, okay, and FDR well, didn't want to go in there either, because he remember he was Secretary of the Navy, I believe it was, on their previous administration. He had been around. FDR wasn't, didn't come out. Of, everybody knew who he was. He was Vice President. Um, even though that ticket did not win, he was still on the ticket. I mean, people knew who FDR was. I think he had like a hiatus after being governor of New York. He went because he started realizing his polio had advanced, and he was out of politics for like twelve years. But he he read the the tea leaves. We didn't want to go in World War Two. We didn't want to go there, and we were ignoring the harsh reality that Jews were being slaughtered and persecuted. And the New York Times, the lefties again, just like in this election, they were affecting those elections by hiding uh, through uh, the guy they had, the New York Times friend with Hitler. Uh, you've got to have read his stuff, man. Um, my God, the articles that were coming out of the New York Times befriending Hitler was disgusting. Uh, Jimmy Durante. I think that's his name. Um, the media. You know uh, who got along with Hitler was the Kennedys. Yeah, Father Kennedy cost him the cost him from being president. Absolutely, uh, I think from that moment on, Joe worked really hard to, for one of his kids to be president because that mistake cost him the presidency. Uh, that's we keep on talking about the Kennedys. It would be good for another show because we're now at that time where we're going to be ending. But if you look behind the eleven filibuster-proof Senates since nineteen eleven, eleven. 11 times the Democratic Party had 60 senators. But also, two hot streaks. And my memory doesn't, doesn't allow me to be accurate on this, but I believe it was like 22 years and 36 years where they had both House and Senate since 1911. I'm going to show you the graphics on my phone. That's how we're going to end today. When you look at the macro picture, which is very hard in politics, because I think Democrat, Republicans are acting... Like Democrats these days, our buddy around DeSantis, what is he talking about now? More teachers pay, more benefits for teachers. Oh my God, that sounds like a Democrat of the 70s and 80s. And yet, he's at war with the NEA. Granted. 
But still, talking their talk, more benefits, more. And the problem I have with teachers is they don't really want to teach kids because they only want to teach each other, teachers, to maintain themselves in the union. I was a teacher. Yes. And you were not allowed to teach. You had to teach within the confines of your state. What state? D.C.? Mm-hmm. That is a state. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, was it public school or private school? It was private school. Oh, so you had a little bit more flexibility in terms mm-hmm. of your creativity. They, 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 let, they let me do quite a bit. Here um, was called Sunshine State Standards. I, I, was very proud. I, was, uh, I was very proud that I did not teach them my bias, but I wanted to teach them how to debate. I taught them a lot of rhetoric, and I taught them how to analyze, you know, m- it, messages in texts, like such as movies or video games or books, like really understand what the message was. And a lot of the times I, I've kind of found it funny that the kids were were more radical than what I was trying to put the direct, like even hint at. Good. I'm glad you, re- I'm glad you recall that and you figured that out because... It is you that they were you were you were seeing you were seeing a reflection of yourself. I mean, You've I, probably toned down, just like they probably have. Why? Because you'll get to my age where you know for sure, without any equivocation or rationalization, that tax is theft. Oh. When the government when the government tax you more than it needs, you're only paying for their growth, and that's why we get to that thirty eight percent. It's because we're taxed over and over and over again. My last statement about being overtaxed is the tax on death. How in the hell can you steal 50% of someone's estate over 20 million bucks when he's dead and he already paid taxes when he was alive? That is the Democratic Party in a nutshell. And I love to leave it on that note because I was really proud of how that came out. It is now 6.20. We started around 5.20, so it's been an hour here on the Young and Old Show, where I'm young for the day, and he gets to be old for the day eventually. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. WSQF, Blink Radio, Canned Heat, on the road again, 1968, and I can't tell you that I know that song. I don't. Take care, my friends. Stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.